Beloved, you are listening to Grace Life Komi Podcast, a platform commissioned by God to raise men into completeness in Christ Jesus. We believe that you will be blessed beyond measure as you give yourself wholly to this divinely inspired teaching. Through God's servant Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna. Grace to you. Jesus is Lord. Whenever God is giving a second place in our life, it makes us understand that we have placed something above Him. And the price of that thing is higher, actually higher than God. So whatever the price that thing is, we have made God lower than that thing. Amen to Jesus. In terms of price. And we are all fixing prices on God. Without liking it, yes. We are all fixing prices on God. All of us we are fixing prices on God. And the price that fixed enough the price. Amen to Jesus. But we are all fixing prices on God. Amen. I understood that um, honor um, is the honor which belongs to God and is anointed which is shown to him. The Bible says, even to the Lord, glory that is drawn to him. That means there is an honor that belongs to God that has to be shown to him. We don't give him the honor that belongs to him. You might just be honoring, but not honoring him. Are you get what I'm saying? And the major emphasis is also giving what is due to him. Are we together? Now, when you give somebody what the person needs, you've actually met the need. But if you don't give the person what he needs, you have not met a need. Are you get what I'm saying? You know, I listened to one of them and he said, one of his pastors wanted to buy a gift for him. And he told the pastor to buy him a small game, a small game, a small game. I said, the pastor went and bought something else. So he did flash it in. And he said, he did not appreciate it. Because he actually told the pastor what to buy for him. God tells you, give him one that you to me. If you don't give him one that you to me, he sacrifice. Instead of obeying, you have only wasted your sacrifice. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. All right. So, it also means that the honor which God has in one's life, by reason of the rank and the state of office which he holds, in the life of that person, we're able to understand it. So, if all of us give God a state of office in our life, all of us give God a rank in our life, all of us give God uh, a position in our lives. Every one of us does that. There is God forevermore. And so, we all have the choice. Praise the Lord. We all have the choice. Amen to Jesus. All right, and then it's also um, the difference that is the respect we show to God, the respect we show to God, amen to Jesus, and it's also the reverence one has for God, the reverence we have for God. And um, the actual fact is that if we respect God, we will respect His word. Are you getting what I'm saying? Um, when we don't respect God's word, we actually do not respect God, and um, we are respecting God. But it's respecting God. You see, life gives us choices every day. And so in our daily life, we're either respecting God or we are what? Disrespecting God. And the actual point is that if we disrespect God, we don't make God disrespect himself. That says, if we are not faithful to himself, praise God forevermore. Yeah, but the actual point is that it's an advantage for us to do what? To respect God. It also means how precious God is to one in the to Jesus. Now, these are the meanings of Honor, amen. Honor, and uh, these are not as it were so much big things, amen. To Jesus, some of us, when we hear some words in scriptures, they are thinking of something big and something out of here, amen. To Jesus, but these are just let me say what everyday thing that we all have to put in place. Glory to God forevermore, hallelujah. To Jesus, amen. All right, so you understood that in Hebrews 11, verse 11, that two things. 
Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and would deliver the child when she was fasting because she judged him faithful from it. Bible says true faith. So Abraham received seed to conceive true faith. That means she also had her faith. She had her own faith. If it depended on only um, Abraham's faith, Sarah would have not been able to conceive. Sarah needed her faith to conceive because both bodies were dead. I hear what I'm saying. And for anything to come out of both dead bodies, they needed what? Individual faith. I hear what I'm saying. When we call Abraham a man of faith, we always disregard Sarah as, as regards faith, saying that she really had no faith. Abraham's faith was not brought about it. But the Bible says, what? It says, through faith. Through faith also, Sarah, what? Herself. 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 Personalized. It didn't say through faith. Sarah by Abraham's faith. No. It was Sarah herself. So there was a personalized faith here. Um, I believe so much in personalized faith. And I've said it in this meeting. The last some meetings, I made mean, understand that. You need your own faith. And you get what I'm saying? Um, God told Abraham that he was going to bless him with a child. And Abraham thought that, all right, it's all fine. I'm going to have a child. So the only that carries the child down to it does not matter. All that matters is that the child comes. And then, so when, when, when um, Sarah um, advised um, um, her, her, her mate to him, he agreed, being cool with the fact that he's a seed carrier. But he never understood that God was concerned about both the carrier of the seed and the incubator of the seed. God was concerned by both the, the seed and the vehicle that will bring the seed down to it. Praise God forevermore. And so, both parties had to have the faith that was required for the seed to come to be. So, as it was the end of the two faiths, two faiths, not one faith. I hear what I'm saying, not one faith. You see, um, Sarah's faith was very, very important. And that's why when Abraham went to meet the Lord, when he told the Lord, the Lord told him, oh, uh, um, he asked the Lord, said, Lord, what do you give to me? Seeing that I do not have a child. And, and, and this um, Eliezer of Damascus is the only one that is the likely person to take over from my, my inheritance. And God said, no, I will give you a child of your own. Yeah. Um, the Lord, the, the Lord came again to Abraham. And told him, and he said, um, Your child, you shall, uh, you shall, shall you, Sarah shall conceive a child. And he said, No. He said, so, He said, He said, Lord, okay, let um, Ishmael find favor. I said, Lord, and the Lord he said, Ishmael shall be a great nation. He's blessed. He said, But you shall have a child from Sarah. That means the promised child was dependent on Sarah. Many of the times we always look at Abraham as a dependent factor for the promised child. No. Sarah was a dependent father. He said, you have a child from Sarah. So the moment that Sarah from the equation, the promise child will not come into me. I get what I'm saying. So Sarah was very good. And that's like, by her own faith, she could do what? Conceive and have a child. So she had to follow God on her own for the equation to be balanced. But we see people who come to church, waiting for the man of God's faith, waiting for the pastor's faith, and refuse to put their faith to work, it is someone that more often than not to have ruptured miracles. Are you know what I'm saying? Yeah, are we together? Alright. And so Sarah's honor for God. Sarah's faith was also what? Very important. She judged God faithful. She had to honor God. Amen to Jesus. Now let's go into what we are looking at today. How are we to honor God? How are we to honor God? Now, the first thing we must understand is that honor begins in the heart with a decision and ends with an action. 
honor begins in the heart with a what decision and it ends with a what action. This is where more than Christians get it mixed up. Honor begins with a decision and ends with an action. Begins with a decision and ends with an action. In view of this, we need to know the action by which we can honor God. We have understood what honor is. From basically what we have seen, we have understood there is an action part of honor and there is also a decision part of honor. Without the decision, you cannot take the action. So now we're going to be focusing on the action of honor. Amen to Jesus. Because that's the major emphasis of honor. The, um, the noble man received his miracle because he, acted, he, he, he did the action part of honor. Amen. Not the, um, um, the, the decision part alone. I get what I'm saying. If we decide to honor and don't act in honor, um, honor is not complete. Amen to Jesus. We honor the Lord with our substance and the first fruit of our increase. This means we honor God by giving Him our substance and our what? First fruit. Proverbs 3 verse 9 says, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruit of thy increase. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruit of thy Increase. Amen to Jesus. Glory to God forevermore. Hallelujah. So I've been told how we are to honor God here. Two ways, two ways we are to honor God, basically. With our substance and with the first fruit of our increase. Now, many of us have read this scripture over and again. Amen. Some of us might not know the where it is, but we read it. Amen to Jesus. And it's the popular scripture. Honor the Lord with our substance and with the first fruit of our increase. So we let it in church and on a larger scale, we have had an understanding which is not incorrect, but I believe it is incomplete. Amen to Jesus. And so, we are going to, by the help of the Holy Spirit, get a complete understanding. And basically, what we, what the Holy Spirit helps us do is to just complete many of the things that have been taught. Amen to Jesus. We are not, we are not in a ministry of contradiction. We are in a ministry of error detection. We are in the ministry of God, completion. Amen. So we are here to just we are here to just complete many of the things that have been taught. Amen to Jesus. Because everything that our fathers in the faith have taught, everything that those before us have taught, they've done a good job. And we are standing on their shoulders. We will not have the uh, foundation on which we can stand and teach God's word today. Amen to Jesus. Alright. Now so we are honor God with our substance and with our first fruits. Now, what is substance? What is our substance? Now, the Hebrew word for substance in this Proverbs 3 verse 9 here is the word bone. 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 And BDB defines bone as wealth, riches, substance, price, high value, enough, sufficiency. Strong definition is wealth and definition enough. It means riches. It means substance. So, substance basically is wealth, is riches, is a price, is high value, is enough, is efficiency. 
That's a substance. It's very good for them. And um, this is what we have to use to honor them. We have to do that. We have to use wealth. We have to use our riches. We have to use um, things we place with price in high value. The Bible is talking about the woman who came and she broke her alabaster box at the feet of Jesus. Is that not so? And that perfume was what Judas actually knew the price of the perfume. Like somebody said, that Judas was walking around all the perfume shops and checking the price of perfume. That was going to be true. And you know the price of the perfume. I cannot say it. It means that we're very current with the perfumes. We're very current perfumes. And the price of that perfume was not the price that Judas put in. The price of the perfume was actually the life of that woman from birth to that point. So her whole life from birth to that point. Because usually when a Jewish man gives birth to a daughter, he buys, he begins to stay for her. He begins to stay for her. And stays and stays and stays. And then, when she gets to my age, he buys a perfume. And that perfume, she's to take it to her husband's house. When she gets married, and when she gets married, what she's to do is, um, after the union, she's to pour that perfume on him, which is a symbol of a womanhood. Are you get what I'm saying? She's to pour it all on him to say, This is all I have been, I'm giving it on to you. Are you get what I'm saying? And so now, this woman brings the alabaster box, and she didn't open it. She actually, the Hebrew, the Greek word for the mission, uh, she opened it was that she broke it in such a way that it cannot be closed again. She broke it beyond the mess so that there will be no going back. And she put all that symbolizes a woman on Jesus. Because for her, there is no life worth it again other than the life that given to her. She was already written off. And here he comes and gives her life. And she put it all on Jesus. And that price, the price of that perfume was not how much Judas said. It was her work that was the price. So her life, quantify her life from death to that point. That is the price of the perfume. And so when we're talking about that substance, we're talking about our work. Now we say people is uh, this is to realize what. How many million pounds this uh, man is, this rich man is, rich man is what? How many billion dollars? Are you going to say? That's the word. Are you going to say? So, I don't know about our uh, um, uh, substance. I don't know about our uh, word. Amen. And we understood that the honor that God, that God actually honored us by um, giving Jesus to die for us. And actually, we understood that Jesus is our word. Are you going to say? The price tag on our life is yours. So, I don't know about our substance. But I'm talking about the whole of Christ. Are you get what I'm saying? Amen to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. So he says, honor the Lord your substance. He says, honor, honor, honor God with Christ. Are you get what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. That's why we cannot remove the revelation of Jesus Christ from our lives and from our studies. We cannot remove it. It is impossible for it to be removed. Are we together? And so he says, another one is high value. So the substance here is our high value. The value that we face. Things of high value that we have in life. Are you getting what I'm saying? So no, they have they have um, antiques, antiques. They have antiques, and it's like the one car that is 20 years old, 30 years old. So we have paintings that are ages 
the antiques. Are you getting what I'm saying? They have high value. To honor God with things of which it's high value. Amen to Jesus. And we honor God with what is enough for us. What is enough for us? Are you getting what I'm saying? Actually, um, God does always honor him with what is more than enough because if you don't if, if if you don't have it, God does not expect you to bring it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. Now, so when I see people make people one bring what they don't have and they say it's a step of faith, I really understand. I really try to understand where they get the understanding from. God will not ask you to give what you don't have. Amen to Jesus. And we honor God with our sufficiency. Are we together? With our sufficiency, our 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 sufficiency. We honor our sufficiency. Now, when the word wealth is said, all that comes to mind is what material and physical things. Is that not so? That's the first thing that comes to mind. Material and what? Physical things. Although this is wealth, it is not actually true and lasting wealth. Yes, it is wealth, but it's not true and what? Lasting wealth. It's not true and what? Lasting wealth. Praise God forevermore. Now, this is so because in the Old Testament, the operations were from physical to spiritual. It was actually from the physical to spiritual. Things were things of level the things they could see. If you look at the laws, the laws were more physical. Um, same thing was a goat, um, the to do, they were more physical. But if you look at the Ten Commandments, nine, nine of them have to be man's relationship with man, and then the four man's relationship with God, things not forevermore. So it was more physical. The testament was a very physical testament. The uh, atonement was a physical act done by the priest. I get what I'm saying. Everything was majorly physical. It was a majorly physical um, testament. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. And so things went, things went from physical to spiritual. Because everything has to do with what? The physical. Amen to Jesus. Now, in the New Testament, the operations are from the spiritual to the physical. Now, this is where we need to understand it. Um, the New Testament is the New Testament concealed. So, that's the reason why it was physical to spiritual. And for the New Testament, is the Old Testament. That's why it's what? Spiritual to what? Physical. That's why whenever I see people always trying to over-physicalize things, I always wonder where, what testament they are preaching from. I always because. You see, um, some of them they call it cookies, some of them they call it. They have different names for it. Prophetic actions, and everything that. Are you going to say? I'm not against them. Are you going to say? Yeah, not against them. But you see, the Old Testament, many things were physical. It was majorly physical. The New Testament is spiritual. Now, I, I was listening to you know somebody, and he was talking about a particular action, and he said, he said, you do it like this, shape this one, test, shape this part, shape this part of the hand. When he said it, when he said it, and I began to go with that part of scripture in the while ago. And I was like, what he was saying was not actually what he was saying. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, the man of God, the prophet was told by God to do that action. But the person that the person gave was not actually the purpose of the action. Are you getting what I'm saying? And um, most of the times, they are always very, very physical. We are looking for one anointing oil. I know some of the times, we, the church people, we now have different kind of anointing oil from Israel. We have anointing oil made of cinnamon, anointing oil made of 
um, cedar, what are made of, different different things. You know, I would say these are one is for wealth, one is for business breakthrough, one is for marital excellence, and all right. Um, I don't buy every of those things. I get what I'm saying. But you see, those things were very okay in the Old Testament. Are you getting it? They're very, very okay in the Old Testament. But the Old Testament was very, 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 very physical. You know, some people they pour a full bowl of oil on their head, or pour one full bottle of anointing oil on somebody's head. That's an extra anointing. Mm. Just very person, are you gonna say? But the best person I'm gonna feel of himself. If on the inside spiritual, there is no option, are you gonna say? The Holy Ghost, um, let me use the word, that shall be used for other purposes. And there are also going to be an extra job of going to pull up, are you gonna say? Or some people pour water on themselves, you know, and I don't fight all this, but you see, we are not in the Old Testament. The Old Testament was a strictly physical testament. And so things, you have to pour water, you have to use high stuff and um, um, living water to wash yourself to show that you have become cleansed. You have to use purifying jars to wash yourself to show that you have become cleansed. You have to be anointed with oil to show that you have been anointed. Are you know what I'm saying? And every of those, those are strictly physical approaches. Are you getting me? But the New Testament is strictly spiritual. Now, for you to be anointed, you don't need to be anointed with oil. The Holy Spirit is the anointing. God says, but we have an unction. The word unction then is it means an anointing. And it says the Holy Spirit is on all things. So it says we have the anointing on the inside. That's the presence of the Holy Spirit. Who teaches us all things? Am I against use of anointing oil? No. If your faith is still carrying it, fine. Go ahead. I get what I'm saying. But the major emphasis is that we must start living life from spiritual to physical. I get what I'm saying. The church must start living life from what? Spiritual to physical. Not from physical to spiritual. Old Testament from physical to spiritual, and it could make to be that, but we, we, we shouldn't continue that in the New Testament. Are you get what I'm saying? Hallelujah to Jesus. And so, if you look at the gospel of the world, we live life from physical to spiritual. More often than not, we want to emphasize, we want to emphasize on anything, or expansion on anything, it always comes from the physical point of view. It comes from the physical point of view. It's always physical. We attack it physical. Are you getting me? We just come from the physical point of view, and... And so, because of that, we saw that over the years in church, many people have we've taken things from very physical standpoints, and people are very frustrated, Doing things physically because we are living an old testament like the new testament life. And I'm saying you cannot put new wine in old wine skin. That's what we try doing every month, most of more often than not. We try putting new wine in old wine skin. And it's what's gonna happen. You know, tear the old wine skin. That we say do not do not also store a new fabric in an old fabric, it will tear it. That's reason why I see that most of the time our actions tear us. Tear us. You understand what I'm saying? It's serious. We we have many many things that are too physical. So we get torn and torn and torn. We start giving away physically. That's the reason why I see people as uh, a woman of God. Um, said she had to pass some um, husband and wife man of God, minister of God, who 
the lead minister, uh, trust ministry for twenty years, and he said they are, they are now not getting better. So we went to buy a large portion of land and the federal plan taken. I said, when I remember they look at your maids, they are happy. And I was like, that's very wrong. If one aspect of maids is not work for you, it doesn't mean there is no aspect that work for you. You get what I'm saying? There are many aspects to explore. Are you getting me? And if one aspect is not for you, that is basically mean that that's not where God wants you to be. Just mayor did Bible study for three and ended up conferences and what seminars. Is that not so? So, and that because of Bible study, you know, Bible study thing was not that. Are you get what I'm saying? And she, she got me, she finally made her know where to sit and where to where to where to make it. Are you get what I'm saying? And so, because we have over time, we come to so many physical, physical, physical approach towards life, towards God. We discover that we get kind of the physical and we don't understand the spiritual. So we need to tear ourselves. When you are so old testament concerned, you will tear apart. Because the New Testament cannot be struggling with the Old Testament to you. I get what I'm saying. Especially the church of Jesus today is so pathetic. So, so pathetic. That somebody has to wait for somebody to give him something physical before he can believe the, believe the God he believes. I get what I'm saying. And when you believe the God he believes, you believe him by the scripture. You hear the word of God and you, you believe. It was speaking spiritual. And now, the faith for believing was spiritual. But the faith to not get your miracle has to be physical. When you believe God, you heard the word. You heard the pastor preach or the evangelist or whoever preached. And your heart was convinced. And the word pierced through your heart. And you believed him. And you received him as a Lord and let that save him. And now you need to be healed of, uh, of, of a sickness. And the man of God must bring a right hand that you can put on your head. Before you believe that the word of God can heal you. Or he must anoint you with oil before you believe that the word of God can heal you. Or he must drink water on your head. Whatever, before you believe that the word of God can heal you. No, that's wrong. The same faith that you used to get saved is the faith that you need onto your journey. Like um, a woman of God once said, he said, the faith for salvation is the same faith you need for, for healing headache. It's not a different thing, it's faith. I know what I'm saying. So if the faith we used to get sick was spiritual, it's spiritual, sorry, then we need to still maintain that spirituality. I know what I'm saying. Alright. I, 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 I had to say this one this area because it's affecting the church a great deal. And you know, it's it's most of the time pastors and this will have to have to just succumb to their desires. Let's manage it like that. That's how they get to say it. And trying to upgrade them becomes a challenge. Because they've been downgraded for years. To have your brain that have chosen to remain downgraded. The Lord will have mercy on us in Jesus' name. Amen, Amen to Jesus. Alright. So in the New Testament, the spiritual gives birth to the physical, which is the order God operates. God, God's order of operation is spiritual always gives birth to what? Physical. Bible says, but the things that were seen are seen were made from the things that were not what seen. The spiritual always creates the physical. Now, so if Christians live in a way that they keep wanting physical things to create spiritual things, they are going to have it all messed up. Are you getting what I'm saying? Going to have it all messed up. You have to follow God's order. God's order that the things that what were seen. We're made from the things that we're not what? Seeing. 
that God order. The spiritual creates the world physical. But we're looking, at, we're looking at substance here from the Old Testament point of view. We're looking, it, it, it comes through from, from a very physical perspective. We just see from the physical point of view, majorly. Wealth, money, and every of that. That's the way we look at it very often. I hear what I'm saying. But now, we must look at, when we look at the Bible, when we study scriptures, we'll look at it from the Old Testament to the New Testament. And then look at the New Testament, look at the Old Testament using the lens of the New Testament. We go from the Old Testament to the New Testament and we use the lens of the New Testament to look into the Old Testament. Now, if it's not done that way, we will not actually be able to understand God's operation. If not, you will carry, I, like I tell myself, when, when I was teaching once on a, an anointing and I was like, you know, that was so many years ago, I made them understand that the anointing is not the oil. The anointing is unction, it's the Holy Spirit. Are you get what I'm saying? And I'm like, the oil is just a symbol. Are you getting what I'm saying? For them, they are faith boosters. Those that they need, their, they need their faith to be boosted and ignited. Mm, mm, mm. They use the anointing oil for them. But when your faith is at the level, you don't need it. Are you get what I'm saying? All right. And so, except that you're stopped by the Lord, Amen to Jesus. And um, we never understand that. If we're talking about anointing, the anointing anoint is actually to to snare. Are you get what I'm saying? For example, it's to snare. And when we talk about anointing, you can smell with oil, yes? And I said another thing Jesus did to anoint was saliva. He put saliva in clay and mixed the clay with the saliva. And what did he do? He smeared it on the blind man's side and told the blind man to go and wash. I said, so if you all have to depend on physical things for anointing, then we also have to be mixing saliva with clay and be smearing people left, right, and center. How can, how can we cope with that? Are you getting what I'm saying? That's where um, I don't know going to that act of Jesus, amen to Jesus. But these were just things that we have to be done based on the faith of the individuals. But we don't have to maintain that as a status quo in the New Testament. New Testament, the status quo changes, amen. It's spiritual. And so in the New Testament, we must look at well from the New Testament point of view. We must look at substance from the New Testament point of view. We have looked at it from the Old Testament. We are talking about honor the Lord with your words. Substance. We have looked at substance from the Old Testament point of view. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now we have to look at it from the New Testament point of view. Are you getting what I'm saying? So now, honor the Lord with your substance in the New Testament point of view makes us understand what true substance is. Are you getting what I'm saying? The Old Testament world was not picked up with, but it was a shadow of the children to come. Are you getting what I'm saying? The Old Testament revelation of substance was, was not false, but it was the shadow of the true substance to come. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, so, true and lasting world outlives and transcends time. This is because it is spiritual and not eternal. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, if you look at world from a physical point of view, it's only limited to time. Is that not so? It's time based, it's time limited, it's time, everything is just. About time, amen to Jesus. Amen. It cannot go beyond time, amen. But we were talking about here from a New Testament point of view, it's at this time and it's eternal. So we have to look at it and understand what it is. Are you get what I'm saying? True wealth gives birth to material and physical wealth, but material and physical wealth 
can never give birth to true wealth. Are you know what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. So if the basis is on material wealth, we actually have lost it when it comes to the understanding of wealth. Are you know what I'm saying? We've lost it. And um, over the years, this has been the emphasis of the church. Uh, uh, physical wealth. Amen. And um, it has caused a lot of stress, which I believe the Lord is already getting to work um, um, settled in the church. Amen to Jesus. The new creation honors God first with his true wealth. And this makes him cheerfully and joyfully honor God with his material and physical wealth. Are you getting what I'm saying? So he honors God first with his what? Physical wealth. Physical wealth. Sorry, which is a spiritual wealth, which is called his true wealth. And then from on, on that ground, it's just a flow, an easy flow to honor God with his own, with his physical and um, material wealth. Now, the true wealth of the new creation is his substance. It is what? Substance. Because when we talk, honor the Lord with your what? Substance. Honor the Lord with your what? Substance. So, the true wealth of the new creation is his substance. Amen. Now, this, the substance for the new creation is the substance of things. Which is what? Faith. The substance of the new creation is faith. Amen to Jesus. It's his faith. Praise God forevermore. It's not just his money, it's not his cars, it is his faith. Hebrews 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith is our wealth, faith is our riches, faith is our sufficiency. Are we together? Faith is our wealth. It's our riches. It's our sufficiency. It's our enough. Are we together? Oh. How rich Christians, um, believers are not just can understand this. And understand it very well. It's our enough. It's our enough. It's our true wealth. Amen. Amen. And faith all that pertains to life and godliness and even physical possessions. Now say has given us all that pertains to what? To life and what godliness. He has given it to us. But it takes faith to make it to produce it physically for us. Are you know what I'm saying? It takes faith to appropriate it in our life. Are you getting me? Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now so we need to understand this that our substance. As a new creation, is faith. The Bible says, "Honor the Lord with your substance." Say, "Honor the Lord with your faith." That's why when um, the centurion honored Jesus, he said, "I've never found such a kind of faith." It was an honor, but I've never found such a kind of faith. It was a substantial thing. Are you getting what I'm saying? The centurion had money down the issue. If I come and say, Jesus, I want to give you a seed for you to what? To heal my son. Are you getting what I'm saying? But what do you rather do? He said, I'm a man under authority. I say to one, go, and he goes. And to one that comes, and he comes. He said, just speak the word, and my, and my, and my child will be made, my servant will be made full. Jesus said, I have not found such a kind of faith. Yes, sir. I have not found such a kind of faith. Why? See, this, that, this understanding makes us, this um, story makes us get clarity that substance you see this century was not born again it was not meant a new creation but you are printed in a new creation meant to print 
he understood that the substance that would re release the miraculous in Jesus was not his material substance, but rather his faith in Jesus. And so he released the real substance. Now, I'm not against showing food, I'm not against giving up things and everything that. It's good we have to say, tap into this kind of miracle, attach your, your faith to see. Not a bad idea, and you get what I'm saying. But let me make us understand something it is faith that is the main thing, not the seed. And you get what I'm saying. Faith is the real substance, not the seed. Now, when the seed becomes a substance, it will produce no result for the new creation. That is why people say, I saw seed that did not see result because you do not understand what the new creation substance is. You are working based on an Old Testament approach and expecting a New Testament manifestation. It doesn't work that way, sir. I don't know what I'm saying. So I've been sorry, I've been sorry, and I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing. You don't understand the weight of praise. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Faith is our substance. It's our wealth. Hallelujah. It's our enough. It's our sufficiency. Praise God forevermore. More often than not, because Christians are so physical. Because we are so fine-tuned to our physical way of um, doing things, we always have to be very physical. And so, at the end of the day, we do not get the benefits of what? Of raising by faith. Are we together? Yes. Praise God forevermore. So, we, we must understand this basics. That faith is the substance of the new creation is a substance and it's a wealth of the new creation the true wealth of the new creation is not our money that's our substance it's not our possessions and our belongings that's our substance it's faith that is our substance faith right the more all right so having understood that we can now go for that to know that giving is an act of honoring god are we together all right which must be done and born out of faith are we together? Now, so here's why we need to get it right. Because more often than not, when we talk about substance, we talk about giving a physical thing, but we don't talk about giving faith. Are you getting me? Are we together? And we discover that people are giving physically, and they are not giving by faith. And so, they tend not to get the results for their giving. You are first to give faith before you give any physical thing. Are you getting what I'm Alright. And so, giving will be done out of faith. Not out of fear. Not out of grudge. Not out of necessity. Not out of pressure. But not out of the need to impress. Amen to Jesus. And uh, you see, these are things that we counter right giving. Amen. Because when you are not giving out of faith, you are actually giving out of any of these. Yeah. You are giving out of any of these. And more often than not, we discover that um, Christians, uh, we give out of fear, out of grudges, out of um, um, necessity, out of um, pressure, out of the need to impress. We give out of one of these. And at the end of the day, we will not get the benefit. For what? For giving. Praise God. And when you are giving in this light, you are actually not what? Honoring God. Not honoring God. Amen to Jesus. 
Now, um, this also includes giving praise to God. Praise God for the moon. You know, some of the times when we teach on the subject of praise, we make it a threat to people. Praise the Lord. So we make, we, we, we make them, it kind of like, we don't praise God. Things will not happen for you. And it comes like a threat. Yes, you know that we have to give God praise. But praise must be done out of pain. Are you know what I'm saying? Not out of fear. Not grudgingly. Are you know what I'm saying? Not of necessity. And not with it needs to be pressing. Praise God for the more. Less of giving of praise. It must be done in pain. Amen to Jesus. If your faith does not press the giving, it will not honor God. Very important thing to know. If the faith does not, your faith does not give birth to that giving, it can never honor God. This is the reason why we've had people that are giving, but their giving does not honor God. Are you going to say? And any giving that does not honor God, actually God did not take recognition of the giving. He didn't take on his hand of giving. He didn't take note of the giving. Are you going to say? Like I've made us understand that the issue of Malachi chapter 3 is not an issue of basically tithe and offering. It says, Can a man rob God? We have robbed in your tithe and offering. Bring your tithe to the storehouse and put it in and open the window to heaven and pour your blessing, which no room in your house can contain. More often than not, this, this scripture has been taken and it has been an issue of robbing God by not giving your tithe, robbing God by not giving your offering. But the issue in Israel then was not the issue of tithe and offering. The issue in Israel was the issue of honor for God. They were giving offerings, but they were giving in a dishonorable way. And when you give in a dishonorable way, it means they are not giving in faith. Because God told them, He said, Ah, you bring a blind goat and give to me. A goat with one leg broken and give to me. You don't give that to your king. Now, if you bring such an offering to the Lord, and you keep the perfect, the perfect thing for yourself. Remember, the, 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 the lamb that was to be used for the Passover was meant to be a perfect lamb. Is that not so? Now, if you take the imperfect one, say, and keep the pride one for yourself, it means that you have more faith in yourself than in God. And secondly, if you give God something that is not honorable, it means that you don't have faith that God can give you another, the good one again. I hear what I'm saying. So, I, 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 don't, I don't know if God, if God can give me, I didn't see this, this one is just the last good one I have left. So, let me give it for myself. Let me give God some. So, you know, something you can just make do it. Are you know what I'm saying? And when you do that, it means that you don't trust God to give you another good one again. Praise God. And this is the issue. So, God tells them, He says, If I be your father, where is my honor? The crux of the whole matter in Malachi is honor. It's not about tithe and offering, it's honor. Now, so if you haven't given tithe, and giving offering and in this honorable way, you are not forgiving. I get what I'm saying. And if you are giving and it's and if you, and if you are giving and it's an honorable way, then you are actually giving. So the basic emphasis of the world was the faith. Faith is what gives birth to every giving we give, every honorable giving. When it's not done in faith, it's a dishonorable giving, no matter the amount. No matter the size. Some people think that it's about the size of what you give, or the amount of what you give, or the quality of what you give, or even the quality of what you give that matters. No, it's about the faith that gives better what you give. 
So it may be small, but it's a big thing. God follows it as a big gift. When it may be gift, it may be big with no faith. God follows it as a, as a gift. I hear what I'm saying. So it's better to give a small gift with a big faith than to give a big gift with no faith. A big gift is no faith. It's a gift that people be coming out of the need to impress. People are you know what I'm saying? Or we so amen to Jesus. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. So if your faith does not give birth to a giving, it will not honor God. Why? Because whatsoever is not of faith is sin. That's why it doesn't honor God. Second Corinthians 9 verse 7 makes us understand every man according as he proposes in his heart. So let him give, not grudging or of necessity. For God loveth a cheerful giver. And then Romans 10, 14 verse 23 says, Whatsoever is not of faith is what? Sin. Whatsoever is not of faith is what? So if faith did not give birth to it, it's sin. They were talking about what we eat and any of that. And he said, if, if you eat in faith, then you are eating well. But if you don't eat in faith, if it's not of faith, it is sin. So whatever you do that is not done in faith, it's a dishonorable act to the Lord. We actually cannot dishonor God. I hear what I'm saying. We dishonor ourselves, are you getting me? By giving a dishonorable act to God. Because God cannot be dishonored. Mm. That's how God said that. Your, your, your sacrifice are abomination to me. You bring these kind of things up, you can't give them to your king. I will not receive them. Why? So that you will not think that you are dishonoring me. I will not, it's not, you see, you dishonor yourself with what you are doing. Because I will receive, you see, instead of God to allow man dishonor you, you will not receive it. Why? Because he told them, he told, in Psalm 50, he said, he said, the cattle on a thousand hills are mine. If I used to think that it was a thousand cattle on a hill are mine. But later I again, I said, and he said, the cattle on a thousand hill are mine. Now, he didn't tell us the number of cattle on one hill. Now, so let's do an estimate of a thousand cattle on a hill. How many, how many is that? I hear what I'm saying. All right. Ten thousands of cattle on a hill. I said, what tells them? He said, I do not need your sacrifice. I do not need this, your, the, um, your, your abominable sacrifice. He said, give up to me, glory that is given to me. The one that I know that I know that is dear to me, that is honor. Are you get what I'm saying? And that only comes like faith. Then he said, "You call upon me, and then I'll hear you." So if you don't give him what is, if you don't give him what he knows is honorable to him, what the Lord does is that he doesn't receive. Can I read them? we watch the film. We saw that the sacrifice of King of Abel, the 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 flames were going straight to heaven. What for him? Wind was scattering it. Are you get what I'm saying? Because God did not receive it. Are you get what I'm saying? So when it, when anything is not of faith, God will not receive it. Sorry, this you can't fight it. You, you can't receive it. Are you get what I'm saying? So that's the reason why it has to be of faith. Amen to Jesus. It has to be of faith. So this means that we honor the Lord with our faith. We are not the Lord with our world. That's our substance. We are not the Lord with our faith. This is what the nobleman did to Jesus that made him receive the miracle. Are we together? He honored Jesus by having faith in him. 
I have faith in him. That's why Jesus centurion came say, I've never seen such a faith in the world. I've never seen. Even when you have faith in God, we all know he is excited. That's why Sam and Son, Son, his obedience is better than what? Uh-huh. In other words, honoring God is not a bringing of the sacrifice in the table. Are you know what I'm saying? Alright. Praise God for the moon. Alright. Amen. So, this implies that when we put our faith in Jesus, we honor him. This is why Jesus clearly instructed his disciples to have faith in God. Because this is the way to honor God. Mark 11, verse 22. And Jesus answered, said unto them, Have faith in God. Most faith is put in God, honor for God is artistic. I'm not honoring God, but not when you have faith. Once you have put your faith in God, you are already honoring God. And God, you see, God is receiving anything you do. Are you getting it? It may be a small thing. It may be a little thing. It may be what we call nothing. But once faith gives birth to it, God receives it. There are many big things that people are doing that God is receiving and they don't know. You know? God is receiving and they don't know. Because they are having not in faith. When you are so some um some people that are there pushing it for you and you don't need God any longer. You are the one who God system in place. Even longer faith, you get what I'm saying? And so it's no longer honoring God, and God is no longer receiving it. Are you getting it? And some of the times we don't only even know this. Praise God forevermore. Like the original Greek translation says have the faith of God. This means that it is God's own faith which he gave to us that we have in him, not us. See, that's the beautiful thing about it that they say that. The only thing that we have that is our own, that we got for ourselves. But the God said, what do we have that our Lord If we have received it, why are we not behaving as if it was not given to us? But imagine if it's God's own faith, his own faith that he gave to us, that we are not trying to put back on him. It's okay, honor me. He gives you, he gives you faith. As you can use that same faith I've given you to honor me. Is there any acting here? Is there any problem here? You see, we have problems, so we don't get to understand that there is nothing that we have to give back to God that was not given to us by God. You know, a man of God said, There's nothing that the Lord asked me to give me that I cannot give you. There's nothing, there's nothing I give that moves you. Are you getting me? And I'm looking at it like, man, God, what he left me. You see, it's a level of faith. While under, I mean, under that there's no money that I give that moves me. Now, like, what's the level of faith? Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh, I, I, I still admire it. And I remember when I say, anytime God tells you to give money, it pains me. He said, it pains me. He said, for those who say, okay, I'm going to know what they are doing with me. But when it pains me, it pains me. I'm like, wow, what's the level of faith? Different levels of faith. But what I'm is, it pains you, but it was not yours from the beginning. It's a child that you give this kid to, and you tell the child, give it back, and the child does like this. But you, 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 you want to just give the child a biscuit. 
We just gave him the cookies. And he told him, give me back and he just got me. Behind. So the child is are you know what I'm saying? To operate in that life. Are you getting it? Not to use God's faith that are given to him to honor him. So in that one is spiritual base that would have to be fed with one token or another token, one prophetic action or another prophetic action. Well, you understand what I'm saying? Because they have not come to realization that they don't need these things to have faith in God. They have not understood that this faith that they are to have in God is actually God's faith in them. They are to give him back. So what's the big deal? Lord, it's your faith. I have it back. I give it back to you. Have faith in God simply means give God back the faith he gave to you. That's what it means to have faith in God. God, this is the faith you gave to me. I'm giving it back to you. That's have faith in God. Are we together? Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. So it means have the faith of God. This means that it is God's own faith which he gives us that we have in him, not ours. Thus, we honor God by using his own faith to have faith in him. Wow. In other words, give God back his faith which he gave you. By so doing, you honor him. This is very easy. Is it not easy? So very easy. So very easy. Now, this is the same way love is an act of giving back to God. It's love. He gave us. Praise God forevermore. Now, the same with love because it tends to what? Love us. This is because naturally, our human love, our natural man cannot love another person. Can only love yourself and manage to love yourself with your natural love. Selfishness. For you to love another person, that's the love of God in you that you are using to love. Are you know what I'm saying? Now, so, faith, so faith is giving back to God. It's faith. He gave us because our natural faith cannot give. Our natural faith only receives. It can only receive when the faith of God gives. Are you getting it? When it cannot give. Natural faith cannot give. It's only receiving faith. Are you getting it? For us to give back, it is the faith of God. And when God says, Have faith in me, when He says, Have my faith, it simply means, This is my faith I gave to you. Give it back to me. As the Lord told Abraham, he said, the son I gave to you, come and give him back to me by sacrificing him. And Abraham was willing to give the son back to the Lord. We should be willing to give. See, why faith is so difficult? Because we 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 always would not think believe Abraham. So Abraham said, Abraham, he said he believed that God was even able to raise Isaac from the dead. I hear what I'm saying. Because it was the Lord who gave it to him. Now faith becomes difficult because we think it's our own. Love becomes difficult because we think it's our own. Giving becomes difficult because we think this thing belongs to us. But if we realize that we are caretakers of the faith of God, the love of God, and the provisions of God, we would like Abraham be able to give more than what God will what? Able to do what? To God will be able to what? Bring back. Are you getting what I'm saying? When this is all, 
will be joyfully, cheerfully, and without sin, enjoy and obey every word and command of God, and daily receive Him from Him. Amen to Jesus. Amen. So, number one, faith is the value by which we fix the price of God. And we together. The price is placed on God and is anointed. Faith is also the honor which belongs to God and His word which we give to Him. Faith is the difference we give to God, the respect we give to God. Faith is the honor which God has in our life. Amen. Based on the rank and the state of office which we give Him in our life, faith is the reverence we have for God. Faith is the esteem we place on God. Faith is how precious God is to us. In conclusion, faith is what one gives to God. This is a personal decision which is based on the personal judgment of who and what God is to you. Sarah judged God faithfully. Now is your moment of salvation. If you are yet to make the Lord Jesus Christ, your Lord and personal Savior, we request that you say this prayer along with many others now. Say this words, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner, I repent of my sins, and ask that you forgive my sins. I believe that you shed your blood on the cross, died for my sins, and rose again in the third day. Today, I invite you into my life today. Wash me by your blood, make me your own, until eternity be my Lord and personal Savior, thank you Lord Jesus, in Jesus' precious name. For your love gift of any amount to Grace Life Kami Podcast, kindly use any of our giving channels available, to give in dollars. You can send to Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. Account number, 033-154-551-2013. Swift code, M, B, G, H, G, H, A, C, to give in CDs. Universal Merchant Bank Ghana, you can send to account number, 033-254-551-2017. To give in Naira, you can send to, Ecobank Nigeria, account number, 5541020592 Also for further enquiries you can call us on +2334545947132 OR send us an email via chimdiohahunaministry@gmail.com Today remain ever blessed We believe you were blessed listening to this teaching from God's Word. May your soul remain ever refreshed and revived. We would love to hear your praise report today. Beloved, remain connected to Grace Life Comey Podcast. Jesus is Lord.